1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Guys, when it comes to hunting and being outdoors, I believe there's one product that I use more than anything. That's not my bow. That's not my boots. It's not my um, anything else other than a binocular harness. If I am outside doing anything outdoors, I've got a binocular harness on. Whether I'm shooting, whether I'm hanging tree stands, uh, whether I'm out hiking, it doesn't matter. If I'm outdoors doing just about anything, I've always got my binocular harness. Alaskan Guy Creations does it and does it very, very well. I've been using these now for about eight years and I absolutely love them. The new system with all the magnets are really good, um, really accessible, very customizable. Guys, if you're in the market for a new binocular harness, I would highly, highly, highly encourage you to check out Alaskan Guide Creations because they are phenomenal. Hey guys, welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101. I'm coming to you from ATA. I've got my good buddy Dave Thomas from Bowhunter Planet, and we're talking uh, budget bows and the the bad misconception that comes along with that word budget and how, you know, cost doesn't always equal quality and how uh, these bows today shoot so incredibly well that uh, sometimes just you get that negative that negative vibe just because it doesn't cost 1800 bucks. We also talk about some industry things and how, you know, the hunting community and our influence in the hunting world uh, should change and should improve and how we as hunters uh, can cast a much better light to the non-hunting community if we'll just change a couple of the things we do. Uh, this episode, as always, is presented by our good friends over at Scentlock. They just at ATA re- released a couple new pieces, one of which being the Ridge Quarter Zip Hoodie, uh, which I can guarantee you will become a staple that I wear. Uh, go check it out at Scentlock.com. Guys, thanks for listening. This is going to be a fun one. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start than right now. So let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Ray. So Dave, we are uh, day two ATA here in the bear booth place is stinking hopping dude <laughs> it's crazy in here man i was gonna say it's got like super busy you were setting this thing up and it was like not too busy then all of a sudden now it was like people stealing chairs from our table it's going down yeah like people are <laughs> we're having to readjust and move and you know which is fine i understand we're in the midst of it but uh you know we also wanted to be here and and do it here so how's ata been so far for you man excellent i think it's um <clears throat> i was just thinking about while you're talking there i was thinking about being here and being at the bear booth and be able to see everybody in person. It's just so nice to actually shake a hand and say hi again, you know. And uh, it goes a long way. I think people, you know, we just do better when we're together, right? It's easy. Yeah. Like you and I talking right now, it's nice to see you in person rather than have to call you on a Zoom call or a con call, you know. Yeah. So 
But otherwise, it's been good. I mean, it's tiring as usual. The show's always tiring, mainly because you're walking from one point to another, back to that point, back to that point again to another point because you're waiting for somebody. So it yeah. happens a lot, but that's okay. I think it's uh, overall, it just wears you down a little bit. That's no, cool. I get you, man. And, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where this is our community, dude. Yeah. These are our people. It. Like, it's inevitable if you're a hunter and you're in pu- a public setting and you talk about hunting, mm-hmm. somebody's going to not agree with you. Like somebody's oh, sure. going to not be okay with you being a hunter. And with, like here, dude, it's just, it's a hunting yeah, community. So this it's, is it. it's the best place to be. But also, you know, and me and you talk about this type of thing quite a bit. It's also when you get in this setting that you're reminded, like this community ain't perfect. Like, oh no. There's yeah. things that need to change. Um, I think we all make mistakes or different things. Like, for instance, you know, I'm not going to name names by any means here, but I, I also got yelled at today by a, a company. It's like, oh, well, what happened to this and that? You know, so it's okay, though, because then you realize, like, oh, I did that wrong. I should have did this or that. You apologize, you move on, you know, and you find a new way, a path forward. I think it's good to have these interactions in person so you can, you know, fix the issues, move forward in a positive way or whatever. So it's not always a good thing or like you know we're not sitting here just messing around this is business there's people here that are selling products bear archery selling these products right here right now um there's just a lot going on the booth you got traditional being sold behind us beautiful bows obviously oh my Um, gosh dude great accessories so it's just exciting to see all the uh people in here right now yeah no when you see like man i don't it almost when you think about the history of bear archery when you think about where this company is, like it's not, it's nothing to shake a stick at, dude. 90 years made in the USA. I mean, and then you see the booth like this packed full. And I mean, I've been to every booth and this is the busiest booth in the place. Yeah, like, it's I mean, jamming. It's, it's just, yeah. And, and you know, part of that's because some of the, you know, big name celebrities are here at the time and people want to be around them and, and talk with them and shake their hand. That usually happens when I step in here. Yeah, dude. Everybody <laughs> everybody comes, dude. This is so fun. All of the all of your TikTok fans swarming here. I have met multiple TikTokers here and I've shook a lot of hands. People come up to me and say a great job on the videos, love what you're doing. I mean That's I awesome, see that dude. more than normal. I have I was telling somebody I, I was in Florida one time, uh, going between flights and somebody stopped me like, Hey, aren't you Dave from Born and Plane? I was like, Really? I'm like, okay, yeah. It gets you excited, doesn't it? It was. You want a picture of me? I thought it was weird. I'm like, Okay. This is not I'm not used to that because I don't- Nobody's ever asked to take a picture with me. Uh, I'm gonna ask to take a picture. Today. I think it's because I'm ugly, but no, I'll take. Yeah, I could take a picture right now. But uh, no, I. Uh, <laughs> there have been a couple times where it's just like See? you realize this industry <laughs> is so. That's funny. Tight knit, you know. I walked into. Oh, it uh, is. Yeah. Like I, I drove to Denver, uh, to Rocky Mountain Specialty Gear, which is where Tom Clum's at, one of the mm-hmm. top recurve instructors in the world, and and. Uh, to get some recurve instructions and I walked in and this dude was like dude love your stuff like wanted a picture and and uh, no didn't want a picture my bad but he's like dude I just gotta keep doing what you're doing man and I'm like wow like cool thanks dude yeah and it's in those times like you realize it's in those times you realize the influence you can actually have yeah for sure and you know I think sometimes people don't get like the way that you represent this community Yep. The things you do have a lasting impact on people for hunting, good or bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's it's those types of deals where you're like, you see people post stuff and you're like, come on, guys. Like, clean it up. Like, yeah. you're representing 
a much it's hard, bigger yeah. community than yourself. You're trying to reach in front of people who are non-hunters. So that when you say clean up, I get exactly what you're saying because those are the people that you, you're trying to reach a new breed of people, you know, and you can't do that by showing things that just are more, yes, realistic of a hunt, sure, but you're not going to tap into the new crowd if people see that, you know. And it, it comes down to influence from family members, too. So if you had, a, a let's say, a 16-year-old who's, like, saw the pictures, like, oh, I want to hunt and get that deer. And then the mom sees the pictures, like, look at that thing. is blood coming out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, no. you could lose that hunter just because of that. So, yes, I agree. For normal people, do what you want. That's It's fair. You can do what you want to do. But for people who are in the industry specifically, yeah, I agree with you. They should be doing that. Well, you know, I think it's it's not only um, – well, I, I remember, like, when I first tried to just get in the industry, I sent a bunch of pictures to somebody, and I don't even remember who it was. And, dude, I was so proud of this deer. And they're like, hey, congrats on a great deer, man, but we can't use this for anything. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, there's blood in the picture. I'm like, yeah, the deer's dead. Like, yeah, because you weren't thinking – Of don't course think there's blood way. in the yeah. picture. And that never even crossed my mind. Like, it never even – I never even thought to myself, like – Oh, I need to change. I need to change the way I do things. But I think that even if the general public, even if even if you're not a quote unquote influencer, mm-hmm. even if you don't even have a stinking social media, yeah. But you're walking around showing people pictures. The pictures that they see will put a a idea in their head about hunters. the hunting community yeah. and the hunters. That's true. And you know, I. I don't know how we got off on this tangent, but um, <laughs> it's something I definitely notice more of now. Yeah, and, it, oh, and it's yeah. not even just blood and guts; it's mm-hmm. just the way you carry yourself yeah. in the field. And if you post pictures of doing stupid stuff, and and you put videos out of doing stupid stuff, I mean, it's just like, come on, man! Like, yeah. you're you're representing me here. Yeah, like it's true. You're not just representing yourself; uh, you represent a whole community. It's true. And that's something like, you know, if you look at the non-hunting community, they make sure everything they do... Clean cut, yeah. Is clean cut and it casts a bad message about hunting. Yeah. So therefore, everything we do should be clean cut, casting a good message about hunting. Yeah, true that. And that's just, you know, we get off on those tangents, but uh, no. Um, So what I like most about you... And we had you on the podcast to review the new bows, and uh, you said it yourself. You're like, I'm coming at this from a regular bow hunter yeah. standpoint. Uh, you know, we had we had Brian on from Mike's Archery, and yeah, he comes at it from that pro staff level, from that I deal with these bows daily type yeah. level. But you come at this from I'm an everyday. I'm going to walk into a bow shop. I'm going to shoot them, and I'm going to just go off feel and what yeah. what feels the best. And you mentioned having a budget bow of the year, a budget buy yep. of the year. Best buy. What was it? Legend XR. Legend yeah. XR. The video's not out yet. That's kind of this will be the first time we publicize it. But the Legend XR to me is a bow that, you know, the thing about Bear. I just want to step back for a second. The thing about Bear is they're like to me the brand that's like the ever guy, every every hunter's brand because they're a brand that put price in the right path for the whole. The whole industry for all of people to get involved in archery and so it, it's not surprising to me that they have so many bows between 400 and 600 bucks it's literally crazy um and so but when you shoot that legend xr you know you know right off the bat you're like this bow is just phenomenal and for the price i mean it's hard to, it's it 
it's hard to beat that. You know, it really is. So to me, that's definitely the budget bow of the year. And I wouldn't even say the word budget bow necessarily, but just the best buy of the year, realistically. So for the 23 bows, there's been no better bow at that price that feels that great that, you know, than with Bear Archery, with that Legend XR, my opinion, again, but pretty sweet. No, and, uh, you know, we were talking, that word budget immediately, like, cast a bad light. Correct. For whatever yeah. stupid reason. People think, oh, it's not expensive. Yeah. I don't want it. Like, what? Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? You know, so you want to spend more money to get the same level of bow? Um, yeah. I yeah. Mean, no, I see. I hear you. I mean, I think people think of that when they think of the legit. You know, they're like, yeah. okay, budget bow. Fair, fine. It's a starter bow. Get people going. Doesn't mean it can't do everything a normal bow can right. do. No, it can do everything. Um, but, you know, and so what I always try to say to people is like the Legend XR, the Alaskan, I just call mid-price, you know, midpoint. Um, because to me, those they have a lot of bear has a lot of bows in that range that fit that you know genre of people looking for those bows. Now, if you were to shoot, this is the funny part to me. Like if you you can't compare the execute you know to the Legend XR, they're different bows. They're different. There's different tech on those bows, right? Yeah. However, if you did shoot them side by side, you would still like the Legend XR. That's my point. Hundred percent. It, it's a bow that's it's. Way too nice for the price. Honestly, I feel like Bear should have priced it like seven, eight hundred bucks to be honest, because it's yeah. that nice of a bow. Do you know the uh, you know the OKS Hunter at all? Oh, I love that guy. Do you? Him and I, he just saw me. We just saw him. The, I saw him the other day. We're like, I was walking. He goes, "No way!" Because we TikTok a lot together. So we'll really do, <clears throat> okay. We go live once in a while. We'll go on together, do some stuff together. So he's he great. he runs up just a minute ago, and he's like, "Dylan, dude, listen, it's time to upgrade my bow. I shoot a single cam. I love it because it's smooth and quiet." And I'm like. You need the adapt. Yeah. That's what you want to shoot. And uh, and so at that time, Aaron Warburton was standing there, and I'm like, this is the dude right here. Like, he, yeah. you know, he helped design it. He, he gave his input. And uh, and so we talked for a while about the bow. And and then I'm like, well, dude, they're at the shooting lanes. Just go shoot them. Like, find out, man. Like, you, you'll know when yeah. you shoot that bow. And so uh, he goes on, and, you know, I don't see him for a while. And he comes back, and he's like, so I shot it. <laughs> and I'm like, good. And uh, he's like, but I also shot the legend xr and yeah, i'm like yeah this is what happened to me too the same thing because i shot the adapt first used it i loved it it was a nice bow but then i shot that legend i'm like oh my god this thing's got huge punch power so smooth for being two cams you're like wow how you know well and you know that now he's like dude now i have a hard decision to make yeah and i'm like there that's you know that's what yeah. they're gonna do and and you know he even shot the execute and he's like but these two i mean yeah for 1200 versus 500 like i don't see that difference yeah it's just it is a different bow i mean it's it's a different platform it's a new bow so that's the other thing so a lot of people they want the newest tech right yeah. if you want the newest tech you're going to buy the execute 32 i mean there's no doubt or 30 whatever whatever size you want don't matter but that bow has going to have the latest pockets the latest tech the latest options from bear um and done very well you know that's the thing so they they take pride in making those bows and they've talked about it in our podcast, you know, when they made when Ryan was on. And uh, because of that, you see this new, you know, new idea that is awesome because the, what, what most people, no one talks about the perception, okay? So Bear had this bow called the perception. It was an awesome bow. It was a shoot-through bow. I don't know why no one talks about it. Go, I, I have the, it. I, I won't get rid the, of it. I call it the elephant leg. I can care what you call it. It was an awesome bow. You could throw that bow and just kill whatever it hit. Probably, but it had a wood grip that was beautiful. Like it's it was a, a it's nice. A, it's a cool looking bow. But the pocket looks similar. It's not the same, but it's similar to the pocket they chose on the execute, and that's my point. So that bow really? I was, never thought about was that. A, it was a bow they used to stage. 
ideas probably for going into this this price point. That never even crossed my mind. I still have it. It didn't cross your mind because you don't have the bow. I yeah. still have it. I won't get rid of it because I love it. <laughs> but uh, no, this idea of like cost equal, equaling value mm-hmm. or cost equaling you know performance and uh, you used a really good term on the phone though, Dan. I don't remember what it was. It was like quality cost uh, versus quality or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Quality. Man, it was perfect. Uh, You'll think of it later. I'll think of it later. Um, But anyways, that idea is, you know, people think, well, I'm too good to shoot a $500 boat. Really? Yeah. Like, you're not good enough to get anything out of that. Like, you'll never outshoot that $500 boat. Yeah. Never. Um, And that's what, you know, I, I had a guy, and he literally tells me, he's like, I like the Alaskan, but I can't get past the idea that it's a budget bow. And I'm like, what? See, that... That's stupid. Everybody's different in that sense. That this is what I was gonna say about money is that some people they have a lot of money. They they don't care about money, right? So to them, they want the best bow in their mind for the the highest price. They don't care. They don't even care what some don't even care what brand is. They just want to buy the highest price. But I think majority of us do care about the money. See, when I when I was if I was gonna buy a bow today, I would budget it completely. So I know exactly. I'm gonna say, okay, I have a thousand dollars. I'm going to the store. I'm gonna shoot everything I can. That's Six hundred dollars or less, because I need that three hundred for the the quiver, the whatever. Right. You know, bears got ready to shoot packages, ready to hunt packages, whatever. That's awesome, right? That that adds in a value. But maybe I don't want that. Maybe I want a Trophy Ridge top notch sight or a Spot Hog or whatever, right? So those are the things you have to look at. But I think that some people just like I said, they don't care. They just you know they want the best of the best of the best in their mind, which it's not untrue because like I said, those bows will have the highest tech, the newest tech, you know. But doesn't mean it's better necessarily. But those Alaskans, those Legend XRs, will kill just as many deer. No. Problem. Yeah. No. And that's what I we we alluded to this point of. I literally have this guy tell me, I like the Alaskan, but I can't get past the budget bow. And I'm like, Have you ever heard of Chuck Adams? And he's like, Duh. And I'm yeah. like, Well, you know he's shooting the Alaskan, right? And I'm like, So you're telling me, you kill two deer a year, maybe. Yep. But somehow you're too good for the bow that Chuck Adams shoots. Yeah, and, and I good, went. That's into, a good response. I went in, like I, that's he was a good friend of mine. I did, I wasn't being rude. Like yeah. I could I could shoot straight with the guy, and uh, he's not a good friend anymore after that comment. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> no, uh, good friend of mine. So I wasn't being rude, and I would never tell anybody else that. But um, and I told him I said, dude, do you understand that Chuck Adams went to Alaska, packed into the backcountry. You're hunting in a tree stand in Illinois. You're not shooting past 20 yards. Yep. He go. He, never. We'll get to that. I got. I'll go off on a tangent in a second. But I'm like, he was in the back country of Alaska in a tent for 30 days, 28 days, alone. Mm-hmm. Chuck holds the record for non-typical Sitka blacktail, velvet. Wow. Non-typical velvet Sitka blacktail, going into this hunt. Ends up shooting a deer that breaks that record with the bear Alaskan. The next day goes out and shoots another deer that's bigger than the one that just broke his record. Then he goes out the next day. You can shoot three in Alaska. Goes out the next day and shoots another deer that beats both two. That's crazy. And it will be, it it should be confirmed next uh, in, in February at the Pope and Young panel. It will be the biggest net score that a that a record's ever been broken by. Wow! 
and it was done with a bear Alaskan. But somehow you're too good for it. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, that that's the question oh, you got to ask. To each his own, that's the problem, right? But I agree with you 100% that bow is, is legit, man. I mean, it's nice. Like, I... No doubt in my mind, I would use that bow in a heartbeat. You know, and that's why I asked them. I asked them earlier, just messing with the bear guys. I'm like, is there gonna be a you know 2.0 of this? Is there something else coming with it? You it's know, a bad bow, dude. It's so good. It's a nice. I bow. love the simplicity in it. I do too. I, I agree. love. The, there's no. I mean, the technology is great, obviously, but there's nothing that's not needed. We have to put in perspective that the industry has a lot of high price bows. Yeah. Right? So that this is the problem, right? It's not a problem, but this is where it's at. A lot of companies design bows are. Eleven, thirteen hundred dollars, right? Bear just did this. They didn't usually do this, okay? Because they can, they have the ability. They just never did it. But that's so that's what's pushed. So mentally, when you say I can't bring myself to shoot a mid-price bow, bow, you're not getting the bow for I'm a hunter. You're getting the bow because you want to show off to your friends. Social status. Uh, <clears throat> when I hang yeah. it on the bow hook at the range, everybody's gonna go, "Oh snap, he's got the new X." Correct. You know? But what people don't realize, and this is one of the things I've been talking to the marketing team here at Bear about, is I said, "Look, sent when we you send me a bow, send me like the black one with." colorful highlights to put on it right like let's spruce it up so people then do you see what i'm saying see the problem with camo i love camo but the problem with camo is that people when they see camo they associate with like kind of older the new colors the new um stuff that's these these nice colors like tan and and black and green but decked out with the right accessories looks phenomenal if you were to if you were to go to a range people are like what is that bow you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then they're like, Alaskan? Really? I never thought of that, you know. Or you could take an Alaskan. Like, this is a silly stuff, but maybe there's a way for a person to get Alaskan that's bright yellow, like the logo, you know, and that's yeah. on a black bow. I mean, it would pop, you know. Sometimes it's just simple cosmetic. But as far as performance, it's right there with that bow. It don't matter, you know. Yeah, no, for real. Um, but I was just uh, – you, you talked about that, that high-end bow – that bear just came out with and they finally kind of you know broke that that barrier that thousand dollar barrier and at first everybody's freaking out everybody's like oh man bear archery they're not worth a thousand bucks they're not worth 1200 bucks and uh i'm like okay well slow down because for the last 10 years you've been screaming when's bear gonna compete when's bear gonna compete then bear competes and you cry about it like yeah there's no winning I agree. So I think I think it's with Bear that the, the key to this is time. It's not yeah. going to be a fast. People aren't just going to go nuts and buy all these bows, right? It's going to take time to get to, tr- to get people take away people's trust to say, you know what? If I'm going to spend my eleven ninety nine with you, I'm going to do it. Why? With Bear. Yeah. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like right now, I'm shooting Matthews. I'm shooting whatever. How are you going to pull those guys over? It can happen, but it's going to take time. It's not like right. in two years. It's going to take multiple years. It's going to take time and new designs and keep going forward. It's just the way it is. Well, I said this. Um, I've said this several times on several platforms, and I stand by it. If people walk up and shoot the Execute 32, or the Execute 30, but I prefer the 32, you could put that bow against any other bow on the market, and no, I mean, you might, you still might like another bow better. I'm yeah. not saying that. I'm yeah. not saying it's the best bow ever made, and you'll like it more than any other bow because I'm not you. I, yeah. I, I don't know what you're going to like better. You still might prefer another bow. But there's nobody who can argue that that bow doesn't compete with those bows. Agree. In my opinion. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 right there with them. I mean, there's no. It, it, the only difference is the name right now. But the thing about it's cool is that 
it's a new design. Like they did a good job on that design. It's very good looking. That wider stance. So it looks beautiful. It the really moment does. you pick that bow up, um, I said this on a video. I uh, I met the guys from Bear down in Missouri for a hunt, and they brought my Execute 32, and I had never seen it before. I said I, I want to have true. I want to have a true, authentic first reaction, pick this bow up and yep. shoot it. And so I made sure I didn't go to any shops and pick it up and look at it. I didn't, you know, I waited till that hunt. And I pulled that out, and the moment you're, you grab it, it feels better than any other bow. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even talking about shooting it. It just feels so. better quality than Bear has had in the past. And, uh, and that's what, you know, I'm just saying, like, when people pick that up, they feel, oh, this is no longer the old yeah. budget bear that we used to think of. I'm not sure people realize that bear brought in some new grips in the last few years. They, yeah. They've done a really good job at the ergonomics of the grip area, so it 100%. does feel very good. And then with the adapt with that bear paw they put in. What do you think about the I like adapt it. grip? I do like it. It's a little big for me, but it's it's nice. I like the grippiness of it. I yeah. like it. I like it better than just the, the two bars with the metal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not a big fan. I like the Grizz Grip the best out of the ones that Bear has, but I don't think it could fit on that bow, you know what I mean? I think it's yeah. a different width. I actually, yeah. um, when I got my Execute, I actually didn't prefer the Grizz Grip. Oh, see, I like the Grizz Grip, yeah. I That's my favorite. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe. It's got the ergonomics to the bottom, so your hand right. might be, di- your hand's different than mine, obviously, right. so you don't like the feel. Like, I like how it narrows to yeah. the throat. It goes up. But some people don't like that. I mean, it's the way it is. But th- my point is they have options. That's yeah. what I was getting to for that. And that's what, uh, you know, I think if, if Bear prides themselves on anything, it should be that very thing. We've got options. Yeah. It's not two flagships, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, you watch a lot of other bow companies, and you see new bow launch, new bow week, and they come out with two new bows, and it's, uh, you know, Last year they had a 33. This year it's a 33 X. Yeah, you know right, it's like yeah. what? Like, that's what's that's what's happening with uh, there he is. <laughs> and then you watch uh, Steve O from Steve O. <laughs> and then you watch he still hasn't. <laughs> still didn't see us. And then you watch uh, you watch Bears new bow launch and it's like yep. oh multiple bows. We've multiple got bows for your points. kids. Yeah, we've got bows for your wives. Yep, we've got seven different bows from you ranging for from. 400 to yep. to 1200 we've got new crossbows mm-hmm. we've got new recurves we've oh, got so good trad dude, I, I had no respect that for bug trad. has bit you dude it bit me weird I, I you know what bit me the most first off i don't know if you know this but we start i started a new initiative i just started it just to start getting publicity now it's called um the time is now okay so this new campaign we launched boner planet i'm gonna start picking up you know like pope and young whoever wants to get involved and it can get involved it's not like a one person thing okay so the concept with the time is now is that I'm trying to orient people through a video, through media, whatever. I'm trying to orient people um, for the time is now to do to get involved in archery. These are people who don't shoot archery, right? So in the video, I actually take concepts of trees moving and uh, traditional bows and like just getting people that thought of how do I get involved in the outdoors, but doing it in a way that's like really epic and in cinematic it's beautiful it's a beautiful piece and so that really bit me first and the way it comes to me everybody's different about how creativity comes to them but i was laying in bed it's like 11 30 at night i don't want to you know get into christianity or anything like that but i feel like god gave me this like idea in my mind it just pops in 
and it says the time is now and i start writing on my phone in the notes just the whatever's come to my head the words and i'm like oh this is this is i'm like this is what it's got to be this is what's going to grab people this is what i've been you know so anyway i write the script based on that send it to a narrator narrates it put it against the video it's freaking um, it's beautiful it's a be- i can't wait for you to see it it's a beautiful piece have you heard and if i'm not supposed to publicly talk about this my bad <laughs> morel targets um, so similar to what you just said, Del Morrell was laying in bed one night and he said, God literally spoke to me. And, and, uh, anyways, this came about, and I don't, I don't know all the details, so I'm really not trying to like, you know, anyways, there's an archery movie. They're making, they're producing an archery movie and it's for families, for kids, for, you know, for oh, inspirational like behind art. Yeah. And he's like, dude, and again, uh, Never mind. I don't think I can publicly say that. Yeah, yeah. And get, anyways. We'll talk offline. <laughs> no, I can say everything I've said thus far. I'm yeah, confident yeah, yeah, in that. Cool. But uh, no, there's some really big things that are powering that, and yeah. like it's going to. It could literally change the face of archery, mm-hmm. and could change the face of bow hunting, and could rewrite ATA forever. Yeah, in my opinion. That's sweet. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, but um, the guys over at um, Acubo have a game system. Yeah, built on the bow. I've never got to play it yet. But. And we were doing it the other day, and it was legit. Like, I mean, it's my son did it. They sent us one before, but the, you put it's just like for if you don't know what Acubo is, it's for like working out your arm yeah. to get it strong. But also, they turn into a digital game with an app. Yeah, but you can project that to your TV with your uh, I don't know what they call it, cast whatever. And so everybody can watch like that TV there. I could be doing it right here, and you could be watching what I'm shooting at. Yeah, it's so cool. So, but those type of things I get call kids it the involved. bow hunting Wii. Oh, yeah. I mean, but that's the kind of thing where, hey, start with this, and then, hey, there's a Brave Bow. You can try the real thing. Come, You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the kinds yeah. of connections no, that for sure. the industry needs to make together, not just by themselves. This is something, it's a good It's a good idea, right, to connect on. You know, I was thinking last night, um, as I was going back to my hotel, I was thinking last night, I'm like, man, I haven't seen one kid here. No, no. And I understand, good like, point. I understand people are here to work, and people are here to have sit-down meetings, yeah. But I really thought to myself, I'm like, man, what would happen if I was to get my son involved at five? Mm-hmm. And then when he's 25, he's like, dude, I've already been at ATA for 20 years. Yeah. Like, what would happen if we were to get our kids so deeply invested at a core level like that? And, dude, I understand. Like, yeah. it's going to suck. I'll tell you where kids do show up, though. Total Archie Challenge. Yeah. That's amazing to see. And I did yeah. see him there right by the Bear Booth. They're out there shooting when I was up there with uh, the guys last year there. It was a beautiful thing. But not here as much. You're right. Um, well, I just, I just thought, and, and like, I get it, man. Like, I, I have to have meetings and I have to do these things. But I'm yeah. like, dude, you know how many kids' activities I've seen? The Aggie yeah. bow and uh, there's somebody on the other side and you can shoot the little floating. Kids would love this place. The Very little colorful. floating kids, you know, over yeah, there's there. there's fun stuff here. Um, to shoot at and, the, you know, there's there's um, um, the virtual hunt over yeah. here. And, I mean, there's, there's things that my boy would shoot that Nerf bow for seven hours and I'd just go into have meetings. But I'm like, what would happen if our younger generation was so exposed to hunting? Mm-hmm. At this big of a level. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I think they like this. I think my kids will like it. Tiring, though. It's a lot of, a lot of walking around. Yeah, no, I, I was just thinking about that last night, and I'm like, why not? Yeah. What? Why not? And so, um, but that was uh, that was something that, you know, when, when, when this 
idea about bear and, and budget bows and kids bows, I'm like, you know what? You look around and every other bow company pretty much leaves my kids out. Yeah. Like every oh, other yeah. bow company pretty much leaves it up to the plastic bows at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you look at bear, I'm like, dude, I can buy my kids a legit and they can hunt with it till they're 30. They yeah. can hunt with it forever. There's only a handful of bow companies that do anything that like bear does. So there's only a handful. And, and I think bear does the best. They have the most. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, they're the ones leading the pack with that, with getting kids involved for sure. Um, be nice to take that to another level with like, and they do do it with the total archery channels, try it there, you know, but just continuing somehow doing those type of things, you know, but yeah. And I, you know, I don't know, I'm, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not here to bash any other bow company, and I'm not here to say Bear's better than any other bow company, uh, because I am a massive proponent of sh- shoot every bow and buy what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. But I will say this: you look at Bear, and you're like 90 years of history. I love it. Yeah. There's a so reason cool. that they've been around for 90 years because they care about the next generation. Yep. Like when people neglect the next generation, what do you think's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Like you blew these kids off. What do you what do you think's gonna happen? Yeah. That's true. And then all of a sudden there's nobody around you know. The situation's it, it's not a good situation to be honest with you. The the situation's this. You don't have a lot of youth coming up, right? So they're not coming up into it. This is why it's important to get kids involved now and some find ways to do it it's not easy so my kids even they, they're like spot spotty on it you know like oh they want to do it one day next day they don't you know i try everything dude like hey if you guys go out and shoot some balloons with your bows i'll give you pokemon cards you know i'll give you baseball cards i tried everything so now i'm on this creator own bow thing you know and I actually i'm gonna have you on that podcast when i do it with that kramer guy because that would be cool when he comes on the guy makes the yeah. bows just for fun i think it'd be cool but anyway you know, I'm trying to get them to build a bow with me. Like, all right, I'm going to do mine. Let's do it all together, right, right in a row. But it is time-consuming. It's long. You know, we were, we were talking about, we're like, what would it take to go to the Bear headquarters and build we gotta our own bows? we got to do it. we got to do it, dude. We're gonna One of these guys it. can make it happen. Oh, Caleb. yeah. Jim's going to make it happen. Yeah. Jim and John will make it happen. Caleb, they're going to make it happen. I know so, it. Somebody will make it happen, and that's going to be like, that will be the pinnacle of my year. Me too. That would like, be I don't amazing. even, it, do, it doesn't, but the question is how, you know, Seeing, the, I want to see the traditional stuff more than like aluminum. You know, like to oh, me. Oh yeah, for sure. I would love to see the woods and the colors and watch them glue it and then. Oh my god, dude, it'd be so. Yeah, cool. and people, you know, here's. The, I'll told, pay. Hey guys, I'll pay for my own bow. Yeah. Okay. No, so if I, I have to pay to do this, I will do it. I told you that Neil is the guy that you need oh, to talk to. He's, he's right behind us here. He 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 uh, to runs the shop down there in Gainesville. But um, no, I mean, that would be. That would be like a. Dream. I better take a picture now. Which one I want? So I yeah. get there. I can, can I make this so, one? So you can tell them exactly like, which no. one. No, <laughs> <laughs> you can't use zebra wood. You That's take too a, much money. You take a picture of the aluminum riser. I'm like, no, dude, no, you, you missed this. That this is not why we're here, dude. Yeah. Um, but no, I think. Uh, I think you you told me a story the other day about that payless deal yeah yeah um, that's funny that's exactly part of what you just said about people want you just like that alaskan thing you just said that's the same thing i wish i wish we could do a study like that or do a test like that in the outdoor world well it, you're working on it you I, are I, I can tell you immediately it's, it's lit definitely up. possible you immediately lit up in like, order to do it, it you have to have a little bit of help from a boat company because the only way to do it for a boat company would be for them to create a new name that's fake that they put on the bow limb. So say it is a Legend XR, the bow, and you put on there 
Powerhouse 3000 or, you know, XL 28 million, right? 28M or something, the right? The new bomb The drop. one that no one knows about. You know, you get a limited edition. You can only get it, you know, and it's, it's a special color. It's not even a color that's offered. That's how you do it. And I think if yeah. you were to team up with Baird, do something like that, I think it could be done, honestly. I think you could take a Baird so explain sure. Before we go on, explain that that. Yeah, so Payless, study or that project Payless or whatever. was in New York, and they came up, I think it was New York, they came up with this idea that they want people to pass by their store all the time. You know, people shop there. It's cool. But they're like, you know, what if we just, like, change our name to, like, Pele and, like, charge 400 bucks for the same shoes? What would happen? And it, they did it. They changed the, the wording, the marketing, everything. The building changed to Pelu. And they had, like, really fancy people at the doors, like, dressed up, like, come into Pelu, speaking, like, French or something. And these people came in, and they sold tons of stuff. There, I couldn't believe it. And then finally, like, hey, just so you know, those are just regular Payless $40 shoes. And they gave them their money back, but they, they were just like, and they're like, what? You know? I don't think I would have gave them their money back, and I don't think I would have ever changed back. Caleb. I think, I think they had to. I don't think I ever would have changed back. All right, we're just talking. What, what would it take? What would it take? Uh-oh, here we go. This, we're about to drop a question. We need a real answer here. It better be. I, what? We want to, we we'll, we'll pay all the travel. I'll even buy the bow. I want to go to Gainesville and we make my make own a bow. recurve. Make a bow day. Yes, we're yeah, in. I think he said, okay, I think we're in. I think that's in. <laughs> I just saw Neil walk by, and I wanted to yell at Neil, but he didn't. He, he, he looked like he was on a mission. but uh, That would be awesome. Like, that whole yeah. process, if we could, even if there's ways we could film it, I don't know about all of it, but if we could film some of it, that would be phenomenal. Like, I just want to go like this with the dust. LeBron it, dude. He's going to LeBron the, the sawdust. Wow. Oh, my God. That would be you know, sick. And that, it goes back to the history that's in Bear. But, you know, I've got a guy, he's about to show up, and uh, you got to meet him, dude. But uh, he made his own bows, and not, not, not professionally and not for a long time, but uh, he made his own bows, and his name's Harv Ebers, and he was one of the founding board members of Pope and Young, personal friend of Fred Bear's, like yep. so much history, and, you know, he – tell stories about Fred and everything and like again just hearing the history of all this but uh yeah I mean when you hear somebody say yeah there's machines down there that yeah that's crazy. you know Fred literally worked on bows on it's amazing and it's like yeah I'm going to make my own bow guys if you're a traditional archer and you have not checked out Three Rivers Archery what are you waiting for Three Rivers Archery is your one-stop shop for all things traditional archery they have the largest in-stock selection of of traditional archery equipment anywhere same day shipping very 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 knowledgeable listen i use three rivers all the time if i've got a question on tuning if i've got a question on broadheads if i've got a question on brace height or anything like that i use three rivers for everything they know the products because they use the products three rivers archery is by far the gold standard when it comes to traditional archery so guys if you're just getting into traditional archery, I would encourage you to use Three Rivers as a resource for knowledge and understanding and growing and learning and as a place to get all those products that you're going to be needing as you take this journey. I wish it was like Fred Bear, uh, at like 2.0, like somehow he was here again. <laughs> so you could like see what's going on and tell us like, yeah, I think I should go this direction. So yeah. I somebody asked me that the other day. They said, uh, they said what's it going to take? For somebody to be so influential that we can change hunting forever again. Like, 
what Fred Bear did, what the the steps that Fred made and the things that he did literally changed hunting forever. Mm-hmm. And they said, what is what's it going to take? Not only for like a single individual, because mm-hmm. that's not what it's about. It's about a hunting community. But what's it going to take for a company, an organization, a group, for something to change the face of, of hunting and archery forever again? Like, what does that take? I have no idea. That's a good point. Like, I, don't, I never heard of that question. But that now when you're saying it like that, I'm like, I don't know if you could. Honestly, I don't know. So there's it's hard to say that because But to say that is to say that the hunting industry and the hunting no, community is perfect. No, I'm so not saying I'm saying you can do it in small batches, but how to okay. get one large batch like but, a Fred Bear yeah, is I mean, very difficult. You need an innovator, but not just an innovator. You need he's a hunter, he's an innovator, he was a great guy, like he was you know, detailed. I, I, he built a brand. I mean you just okay. have to start a new brand, you know what I mean? How would you do that? This absolutely goes back to the whole represent your archery archery community well. Yeah. I've been told by friends of Fred that he was a smoker. Oh, smoked like a freight train. But he would never, ever, ever be seen on camera with a cigarette. How old do you think he was when he died? Uh, he looked pretty old. Like he it's looked, an easy Google. Yeah. Um, he looked but old though. I would think he was. We sh- I should we should know that, but yeah, um, I thought like it was his 80s. But I, I don't. Know. But uh, he would never be seen with a cigarette because he was influential, and he didn't want to influence anybody in a negative way. Yeah, he didn't want anybody to look at him or the hunting community or bear archery with any kind of negative light. So he yeah. would never be seen on camera with a cigarette. Weird. And that's the kind of, that's the kind of commitment, and that's the kind of thought process that I was just talking about, like the yeah. way that we represent ourselves. Yeah, that's a good point. The way that we represent ourselves not only is good for us; it's not only good for our companies; it's not only good for our, you know, pro staff teams or whatever we're on, but it's good for the community. Yeah, yeah. He was eighty-six years old. Eighty-six. See, he he got long. He got that's a good that's a good life. Yeah, eighty-six years old. Um, and hunted the entire time of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we move on, I got to give a quick thank you to my friends over at Season Report. Season Report is an online hunting almanac. You can go in and you can save your counties that you hunt in um, by the county. And then you can log on, view everything by calendar view. So if you hunt in different states, uh, a lot of different places, sometimes it's hard to keep up with season dates, bag limits, rules, laws, regulations. So with Season Report, it gives you one easy-to-use, easy-to-understand platform, and you can see everything in one place. No more clunky state agency websites, uh, but also a lot of foraging options on when to, when other things are are coming in, when you can find mushrooms, when you can do all these things with berries and, and gardening. It's, it's a really, really cool app. Uh, or I'm sorry, it's a really cool website. Uh, and it's just for 10 bucks for the entire year. Use code HUNTING101, all caps, and you're going to get that. I use it every day uh, as season comes to plan out when I'll be where, and it's a phenomenal tool. Um, what's been the most shocking thing to you at ATA this year? Um, shocking thing? I don't know. There's like a lot of stuff, man. There's just a lot of cool stuff. I saw some really cool attachments on quivers. Um, I saw some cool. Uh, I, I really love the painted arrow stuff. They do this like magnet holder for your phone. Yeah, like this. Oh, yeah. It snaps on. I think that's cool. Um, a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, each company's got something unique, but I, I've seen most of things. You know, so it's not like there's a lot of new things I haven't seen. But um, 
I saw G5 put out some arrows. That was interesting. They have their own arrow now. I didn't know they had. I did not yep, see that they yet. They just did that. Um, there was that they had. They had a new quiver. Um, those are a couple things I noticed. Uh, you guys had some new attachment that's for the reactor something to help with the way it attaches. I forgot what Ryan was talking about, but there's some cool oh, stuff yeah, there. Oh, yeah, it's a scope attachment. Yeah, that's now what it was, can, yeah. You can run any scope on the digital react cool. system, which is just that's incredible because, I mean, people have, you know, their scopes that they like, which is yeah. – you know, again, that's good. If you like another scope, great. If that's what you feel comfortable with, great. Uh, but now you can put it on the best base in the industry, and that's the digital react. Um, most shocking thing to me, I heard Michael Waddell call another man daddy. That was cool. Interesting. I saw yeah. Mike walk by. I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but I, he walked by. Too. No, we were hanging out in the Mystery Ranch booth, just looking at some packs and hanging out. And uh, <laughs> Mike's Mike's a buddy. Uh, you know, he... he he spoke at the Pope and Young Convention last year. Is he here right year. now still? I'm not sure. Oh, I haven't seen I got to um, give him something, actually. He won an award. I forgot to give him a Golden Air Award. Oh, yeah. I saw him. I was like, oh, I got to give this to him. And then like, I then he was talking to working class bow hunter guys, so I didn't want to like, get involved, you know, get in, get in the middle. So I kept going. I was like, well, I'll see him later, but then I haven't found yeah. him since. So. No, and uh, so he's a good friend of ours, and, he, you know, he was at the convention last year, and we're looking at these packs, and he walks up, and he says, if I call you daddy, will you buy me one? And I'm like... <laughs> That's how you save money, dude. Right I'm like, there. I got news for you, dude. If Michael Waddell calls me something, dude, I'll buy him pretty much anything you yeah. want. No. Um, hilarious. My favorite thing so far, dude, not to be like a uh, – not to be, um, I don't know, the term to use, but uh, the new Ridge hoodie, um, Ridge Fleece Lock hoodie from Scentlock. Mm -hmm. that, I think that's what it was called. It's Don't don't get mad at me. It's brand new. I saw it for the first time. Um I think that'll become quickly become like a go-to piece, yeah. um, because it's uh, it's just it, it it looks. I saw Scentlock put out that their scent blocker with the turkey stuff. That looked cool. We were over there. Oh yeah, the new turkey, turkey logo. logo. Yeah, sick. Uh, so the blocker uh, line is doing some really cool stuff with turkey gear, and they replaced that uh, the emblem the yellow patch the, with the, the yellow turkey patch, patch with the turkey. Brown. Sick. And it looks, looks really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, impressive. Yeah, the ridge hoodie. Uh, quarter zip hoodie um, looks really, really good. So uh, I did. I got to spend some time shooting the new bows, and oh, uh, you know I hadn't shot hadn't shot the adapt yet before. And I really liked it. Smooth, quiet. Um, but I just personally, I don't think you can get as smooth or as quiet as the execute. It just no, no, no. I mean that's a top notch bow. So yeah, that's what's gonna happen. You're yeah, gonna, that, you're always gonna have that with those top notch. But that's okay. I mean, like I said, at price point. You gotta decide what you want to spend. If you're gonna spend the money and go execute, go execute. I mean, it's awesome. If you can yeah. afford to do it, you know. For sure. So, what what uh, not not as far as as products go, but just as far as atmosphere. Um, you know, what's been your kind of feel of the show so far? It's been relaxing, kind of calm, not crazy. You know, normally, like a couple of years ago, I come here and it was like 40, 50 people deep in a booth. You know, you couldn't even talk to anybody. It was yeah. hard. Now, it's actually quite nice. It's like I actually walk in and I only got maybe one or two people ahead of me and I can talk to who I need to talk to. So it's it's been a, a good atmosphere. It's nice and relaxed. Yeah. It's I thought ETA did a good job. It looks clean. It looks nice and organized. So It's definitely not what it's been in the past. Yeah. Now, I'm not bashing ATA. I'm not... Not predicting no, it's the not downfall. Their fault. Yeah, not predicting COVID, the uh, downfall of ATA. I'm just saying it's not what it's been in the past. Yeah, see, I don't know how it affects the sales, right? I don't. I'm not. 
you know what I'm saying? So from my perspective on media, I come in, I don't have to make money here. You know what I mean? I walk in, I say hi, I get the thing. Where if I'm coming here as a company. Hands, kiss baby. Yeah, wait, I say, hey, how's it going, guys? Take photos. Exactly. You come here and you're, you're actually doing business. Autograph baby's game. foreheads. <laughs> um, no. I had that yet, but. Yeah. I was actually having a conversation the day and uh, with the guys over at Baku, Baku e-bikes. And, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, all these big players drop out and that's better. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Because now. Rather than people swarming that, you know, that, that big booth and staying there for hours and hours, they're going around to other booths and they're mm-hmm. exploring more mm-hmm. and they're spending more time talking about other products with other people and they're yeah. not just the smaller you know, companies benefit for sure. Yeah, they're not just going and attacking the big booths that they always yeah. go to and attack uh, because, well, they're not here anymore. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think if you look at it that way, less booths gives you more just quality time with people and that is you know i don't come here i'm much like yourself i don't come here for money i don't come here for uh you know i don't have to to close big deals but you know i'm here i'm here to see my friends you know i'm here to i agree i'm here to say you know thank you for your support over the years and you know thank you for all the work that you've been doing yeah i (laughs) I wouldn't be here without you dude that's for sure it's so funny I would not be here without you. Yeah, I still got I still got probably two hours of walking after this. There's so many more things I still have to do. I saw a couple people walk by. I'm like, oh, I got to say hi to him. I didn't say hi to him. I- so, sounds like you should just go home, dude. I know. That's why I'm trying to get out here tonight, or tomorrow morning. I'd like to leave tomorrow. Just get home. It's hard to be away, you know. Kids are doing stuff, sports. It's You know what yeah. I mean? It's hard no. to be away from all that. And that's again, I can't believe man. people here that travel all the time, you know, Dude. all the events and stuff. Total Arch Challenge, those guys who travel the whole summer. Like, Dude, uh, one of my friends just left. He has to go from here. He's flying straight to Reno for Wild Sheep Foundation. Mm-hmm. Then he flies straight from Wild Sheep Foundation to SHOT Show. And I'm like, wow. Dude, how do you have a life? Actually, like, I got invited to SHOT Show, too. I was like, I can't go to SHOT Show, too. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah. And that's uh, that's what uh, that's what a lot of people don't understand. They're like, you know, I'm not bashing anybody. I, I again, I encourage you to to try and be the very best you can be, and influence people for the for the good of hunting and for the good of bow hunting. But you know, all these people are like, I want to be full time in the industry. I, how do I make my living in the industry? I'm like, no, th- no, thanks. I'm it's good. hard. You know, it's I like rough. doing what I do, and I I do. I'm very minimal. And I that's the thing about my group is. We're media oriented. That's all we do. We're just like a channel you watch on TV. We're just totally segregated media. We're our job is really just simple. Just show people what's in the market. People follow us to see it. It's very simplified. It's not as, as complex as people like. We're not. We don't like the word sponsor. We don't want to be sponsored. We just want people to buy ads. If you want to buy an ad on something, buy an ad. You know what I mean? Like yeah. trying to keep it very simplified. We we don't want to be in the the position of have to make a living on it. Like it's the one thing we don't yeah. want to do. You know, none of us want to do that. We're like, no, nah, it's just fun the way we do it now. You know, just keep it simple. And well, you know, I'll tell you what I'm excited about. Uh, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a video right after this is over. Uh, we're gonna do a video on uh, our budget bow picks. You're gonna yeah, say you're gonna idea. say your your budget buy of the year, and I'm gonna say my budget buy of the year, and why we're choosing that bow and. Uh, I'm excited to do that, and I'm excited to show the people. Like I'm excited yeah. to show show the people why I chose this. Uh, so make sure and tune into the Bow Hunter Planet yeah. um, to see that video. Um, but Dave, I ask every guest, you know, what's that one tip you got? Like that one, uh, and I want it to be an influential tip, like a, a for somebody to influence the community better. Um, My tip is simple: try new things. 
Oh, yeah? What do you mean? People don't try enough things, man. They get so one-sided in brands and all this stuff. You mean like as far as, you know, products or yeah. as far as no, like products. Try some ideas? Or you, like it could be anything from trying a tree, you know, tree sand hunting or blind hunting, a different bow brand. Like it could be anything. Just open your mind is all I'm, I'm saying. I'm glad you didn't say saddles. No, whatever. I don't know. I've never done a saddle. I'm closed-minded to that. I've never done it. Not I give my boy Steve-O a hard time because uh, he owns a saddle company. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm not wearing a stinking tree diaper, bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> I have nothing against. I have nothing against saddles. Here's the reason why I I, I'm going to try it eventually, but I've never done it. Yet. Here's the reason I haven't tried it, because I don't want to like it. I, I refuse, yeah. I don't want to like it, and I think if I try it, I'll like it. But the problem is, I counted the other day, and I have 27 tree stands. Wow. Whether they be up, whether they be down, whether they be in my garage, in my attic. Yep. Whether they be in my father-in-law's garage or down in Oklahoma or in my parents or in Arkansas, Missouri, wherever they're at. I've got 27 tree stands. And the thing about a saddle is they can replace it all. That's what they yeah. say. You know, like, well, you don't need, you don't have to have all the sets anymore. You yeah. don't have to have on. I'm like, I've put a lot of money in 27 tree yeah, stands. Yeah, heck yeah. I don't want to do away with them all. Yeah. You know? You. That's kind of like, yeah. you know, it's one of those things. Now, I will say this, though. If I was going to a piece of public ground, walk in and hunt and try to kill a deer, I would absolutely be doing it with a saddle. Yeah. Well, absolutely. that's what I plan to try it on. Yeah. yeah. It's public land. Absolutely. Try but, everything, guys. But when you've got leases and you've got these yeah. places that are managed. It wouldn't make sense, yeah. You know, with food plots and, you know, year after year, I know where I'm going to be hunting. I know, you know, how I'm going to be hunting it. And these these tree stands are already set up and ready to rock and roll like and I don't want to try it and just fall in love with it and be yeah. like, well, now these 27 tree stands that I've spent tons of money on are now obsolete. Yeah, so makes sense. That's kind of me. But I would be the on the try new things. You know, like you talk about TikTok. Like I'm so closed off to that. Like mm -hmm. I would never dream of trying TikTok. But we're talking about influencing that next generation. That next generation there is on go. TikTok. That's it. You're, now, you're, now you're understanding. There's different ways to look at it. You can look at it from, oh, it's owned by China, all this crap. I get it. But the problem is that's where the youth is. And if you're yeah. not going to go after the target, you can stay on Instagram, but it's not where the youth is. It's 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 moved. It's already shifted. And I can see those those numbers. Back to MySpace, my numbers. bro. Get back on MySpace. It might be. You never know, man. Two more years. <clears throat> I wish it was on MySpace. I'll put you in my top five or whatever it was. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think I used MySpace, actually. Yeah. I think I started with Facebook, but. I never had MySpace. I was uh, too young. My parents wouldn't let me. Yeah. But I also didn't have a phone until I was 16, so <laughs> that's uh, that's the culture I grew up in. Yeah, me either. Um, well, guys, make sure and check out the video we're going to do. Uh, I'm excited to do it. We're probably going to have to get out of this booth to do it because it's yeah. popping. Um, but where all can they find Bowhunter Planet? Everywhere. Bowhunterplanet.com. Everywhere. Everywhere. So you're TikTok. on MySpace. True social. I'm on everything. I purposely set it up on every single media thing I could. <laughs> so you're on MySpace? Yeah, everywhere. All right. <laughs> Go check out Bowhunter Planet, uh, BHP. I got to get one of those dope hats. Yeah, dude. I'll Love tell you that. Um, got you. But, guys, before we go, I have a love. Like, we're talking about we're talking about the addiction of, like, traditional archery. And part of that is, like, it gives you the option to, like, play with arrows and rebuild arrows and, you know, just tinker with stuff. 
And so I've gotten this new addiction and new love for building my own arrows. And I met a guy, he's become a good friend of mine, uh, Dan with Arrow Junkie. He provides you, if you go to aerojunkie.com, he gives you all of the tools, all of the information that you need to build your own arrows. Um, he's got all the components, all the, all the fletchings, all the broadheads, all the shafts, everything. You can try all different kind of arrow setups from one place. So, guys, I would highly encourage you to check out Arrow Junkie. If you build your own arrows, if you tune your own arrows. Check it a, out. He's a phenomenal guy, and uh, I love building my own arrows. So, I'm an Arrow Junkie. Just built my own bow shop, actually. Did I tell you that? Mm, that sounds cool. Yeah, I redid uh, my whole garage into a bow shop. Love it. So, you know, like one area is arrow saws and arrow tuning. One area cool. is bow press and compounds. And one area is yeah, that's cool. recurves and strings. And uh, so nice. it's it's been like a, a desire of mine for a long time. But it's been one of those things where it's like, honey, you're not going to have a, a garage to park in anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take over the garage. Because one, one half is my garage gym. So she already only had half the garage to park in. So I'm like, baby, if I build a bow shop, you're not going to have... Yeah. Anywhere to park. Um, but now she's parking in the driveway. So not because I got approved, but because I just ended up doing it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure and go check out Bowhunter Planet. You guys have a great week. <laughs>